Hi everybody and welcome to Click of Heat, uh, episode 1 and the first one I hope to be is a, a long running series of podcasts all about MechWarrior Age of Destruction, the miniatures game, its tactics and its history. First of all a bit about myself, my name is uh, Phil Clare, I live in the UK and I sign on both to Realms and uh, to WizKids themselves as TJ P&V. been playing the game now for uh, two and a half, coming up to three years. Um, I am, I have to admit it now, a bit of a scrub, but hey, uh, I think we're all a bit of a scrub somewhere. Even Elite, I've heard, sometimes plays Faction Pure, but there we go. Um, in terms of my sort of history of the game, I was lucky enough to win the UK Championship in 2004 and play in the Worlds in 2004, where we did <coughs> sort of okay, but not bad for a scrub. Um, made the uh, last eight of UK last year, always went to the... Um, always went to the um, a European convention in Essen as a battlemaster. This year, um, game's not going too bad. Had a bit of a uh, trip to Iraq last year, courtesy of the Royal Air Force, so some time out there for four months or so. But now, um, just took part in the European uh, convention in Paris, which was a fantastic experience. And uh, this year now, about a month away to the UK Nationals, and we'll see what the rest of the year, rest of the year brings. That's basically me. What I want to do in the podcast? Well, really, I just want to review some units each week, um, talk a bit about tactics, and really as well use it as a bit of a diary in terms of what I'm looking at in terms of um, army planning and uh, battle reports, uh, certainly leading up to the UK Nationals. So anyway, on to the first subject, which is reviews. I've taken a couple of units out of Vanguard, a couple of types of units, um, not exactly new, and of course a lot of the Vanguard units do seem to be a little bit disappointingly um, remakes and remould, but uh, again, as long as the dial changes and new factions get the kit, that can't be a bad thing. First of all then, a bit of a favourite of mine, Clan Battle Armour. Um, really, all four pretty solid units, um, starting with the green Novacat. Uh, typical Novacat, long, long, long dial. Kill this off in seven clicks. Flamers and jump jets, all for 17 points. This pretty much has got it for a green unit. I don't quite know how these rankings work sometimes. It is an exceptional piece. Um, they're going to be able to basically unload off their own bishop and pretty much leap six to si 16 to 17 inches in a single turn, which is phenomenal. Um, tough to kill. Most mechs are going to fear them. Most units are going to fear them. And those flamers, well, to me, they've just got capture team written all over them. The Jade Falcon one, though, wow. For one point more, speed of 12 with jump jets. This is going to be one of the best bases and capture units going. And the late dial IT, and I've been playing Falcons now ever since they came out, is just what we were after. They are going to be awesome. Obviously they don't live as long as the Nova Cats, but hey, you might not need them to. They could be devastating. Well, the Rasselhag, I have hands on heart, and I'll mention this later on, I've got a little bit of a problem reviewing Rasselhag units, and in particular support units, and especially infantry. The whole paradigm about getting down your down your dial to reach your, uh, your your prime spot is fine to me if you've got maybe 10 to 10 to 12 clicks on a mech. When you've only got six clicks of life on an infantry unit, and that prime comes in only halfway down, you're looking at two or three clicks left, and you're dead. But anyway, uh, that aside, they're a very very solid unit. Reactive armor is always welcome on a piece of infantry, making them very difficult to dispose of. But equally, I sometimes think, isn't that actually what the Rasselhag guy doesn't want? He wants the damage. 
I don't know. But never mind. Very, very solid. Good value for the money. Finally, Wolf Hunters. More clan battle armour for the wolves. That's two different types in two releases. And actually, the stats aren't that different. I just don't quite know, don't quite know what's happening here. But anyway, the wolves typically much, much easier to prime than the Rasselhard counterparts. And that is really important for me. And they're just, just as devastating. Blue armour, jump jets, a big 10-inch range, which is pretty, which is, I think, the best that battle armour actually get these days. And I really am torn between these when I'd have to drop these out of a formation of a out of a vehicle, whether I'd choose these or the longer range Gauss rifles or LRMs. To me, I've got to think I'll take the shortness in range because these guys have a, bring a lot more utility to the game. They move, they capture, and of course they're immune to those planetary conditions. So those are the, uh, the battle, clan battle armour, all four pretty solid units, and really you can't go wrong using any of them. So the next type of unit then for this week is the MH1 Amphibious APC, and actually this time it gets an Amphibious Speed Mode, which is what I thought it might have had when it was an Amphibious APC in the first release, but hey, never mind. The first unit out is the Green, the Green Karita. They're all pretty much marked with uh, Recon. The Karita, of course, as ever, seems to pick up hardened armour, and it is going to make it one tough transport to deal with. Not bad for speed, and at six clicks, to death. No salvage on this because it's Karita. Might make it a little dicey. You, things inside there won't really get the chance to jump out if the thing gets killed. So um, no warning of salvage. Straight to death but equally six clicks. Not bad at all. The Steiner plenty of colours on the dial. Plenty of features and a blue armour again so a well protected transport especially when you're going in against artillery like thunder launchers. Always a bonus but a speed of eight. I don't know, that's not a big drop range for anything, and five clicks of salvage makes it pretty short on the dine as well, so mm, I'm afraid uh, a bit of a thumbs down for this one. The Davian, well, back up to speed 10, and the Recon, and two clicks of black armour this time, really do make it a tough, long-living transport. Again, only five clicks in the dial to, to salvage, but and 42 points, you're now coming into R10 territory. This is something we want to talk about in future weeks. The balance of a 2-cap transport costing just as much as a 3-cap. But the final piece is yet another outstanding release for the Wolves. More recon and more blue armour you can shake a stick at. And a big ballistic range and 6 clicks of usable life. Now this is really a one-top transport for me. Um, again, only drops two pieces. It's a wolf hunter though, so nearly everyone can use it, and I think it's going to feature quite strongly in a lot of games. So those are the reviews for this week. Quite short, quite sharp, but I hope they've uh, shed a bit of light on how I see some of the Vanguard releases coming along. In terms of tactics this week, well, all I'm really after is looking at is uh, the whole thing with orders, and order uh, basically um, removing the ability of your opponent to use orders or use his orders effectively. The reason I looked at this is, well, really prior, until a few weeks ago, I was concentrating on the 600-point game going to Paris, and also the 600-point game going to the UK Nationals. Big turnaround a few weeks ago, came back from Paris to find out that UK Nationals had gone to 450, and it was 450 constructed. Previous to that, it was 600, but Faction Pure or Alliance Pure with Mercenaries. So now, we're looking at only 
three orders and it came quite a shock to me when I was um, testing some army builds out and I'll come to these later on but how how few opportunity you get to move with just three orders on the table especially and this is a real crux to this especially in these days when you have no cheap command units to buy we're talking about what either command if you're lucky on a mech command if you want to fit it into a heavy as long as it's working on its first dial and really the good old um, the good old command vehicles that were released uh, a couple of uh, a couple of a couple of sets ago 50 something points just to get a uh, potential command roll um, well fine you might play them in seal but that's probably about it I've never ever seen one I don't think uh, ever played in a constructed game but I'm sure there's a, a role for them out there so I've basically been looking at order starvation and really how to force your opponent into uh, being able to do less and less on the battlefield the first one really is the actual physical removal of orders and I was looking at this in two ways the first one is the old-fashioned Liao or uh, or armies used to be pretty common uh, because in the old days certainly with Liao incursion uh, in effect you could get enough elite units to make that uh, make the points count and really that roll every turn for six doesn't half make your opponent uh, unable to plan on what's coming next you won't get it every time you may get it twice again you may get it once again and if it and of course if it's not a, not a key, a key time then really it, it's wasted now I've looked really at what units are still available for the Liao guys to use and there are a few and it still can be done all the mechs are pretty much gone um, but what you have got are um, and I think all the gunslingers are unique so they, they don't actually count as elite units but we have got are uh, fairly useful like uh, big uh, fairly useful vehicles like the Paladin and the Long Toms uh, which are pretty always uh, so still up there in terms of artillery and you've got the track bikes now you're looking at possibly in a 450 game at least uh, two big bits of artillery and I think it's about five track bikes a bit of a track bike swarm thing going on there but it can be done and uh, maybe we shouldn't discount it it's not something I'd personally ever really expect to see uh, facing in a 450 the second version, the second one really in terms of um, pilots and abilities is Dagmar in Esperanza. Esperanza is a powerful enough piece as it is. You stick in uh, Dagmar, now all of a sudden you're rolling for ore and of course you're rolling for command as well on a 4+. plus. It's expensive, you're talking about the 260 plus before you fit anything else, but it's a good piece on its own, it's a solid piece, did very well in the UK Nationals, it's in pretty extensive use all around and the Loki is, and I'll talk about my army builds later on, a very powerful piece to play with. So really, two ways there of uh, directly reducing your opponent's orders that he has. The other one I looked at as well, and uh, I hope I've caught all these, but it uh, takes a long, long time dragging through, that, uh, through the unit stats sometimes, is basically giving your opponent order tokens uh, as part of uh, your actions. And the classic one of this, of course, is concussion ammunition. Fit it to heavies, and uh, away you go, especially multi-target heavies, do some damage to the target, give it a token. And of course, if that, now, if that unit now receives its second token, it's pushed, and I'm pretty sure it'll take a click of damage for pushing as well. So, a great way of uh, doing extra damage, and also pretty much disabling things like tank drops, for example, uh, an absolute classic, but also uh, making perhaps pinning down ATVs and these fast bases as well. Certainly some of those uh, ATVs, if they have to push when they don't want to, they can almost kill themselves for that one extra desperate move. 
Other issues, well, the uh, auto direct equivalent really in terms of pilot abilities, uh, you've got uh, Sandoval uh, in his uh, cuirass with blunt force trauma, again dishing out tokens to perhaps people who didn't really want them. And then finally, the other one I've really uh, come across and want to want to focus on is, is T And whilst um, it's uh, primarily uh, anti-mech in terms of shutting down, it does as well give give tokens to uh, to vehicles that I think don't have them. And again, it's going to start making your opponent think about pushing, taking damage, and potentially disabling him uh, his actions for the next turn. The final one, really, I've uh, been going on a long time. It's almost the it is the indirect method of uh, reducing your reducing your opponent's orders or options open to him I should say the first one really is multiple pog uh, artillery uh, single pog doesn't do it for me sometimes uh, but multiple pogs effectively will uh, give your opponent the choice uh, of either moving his uh, piece away from the artillery uh, and using his orders up or accepting the fact he's going to get pogged or for example having to then use one of his pieces to base your artillery uh, and uh, take it out of firing for the next turn. The classic one for me is, uh, are the Thunder Launchers. Uh, in essence, now with only three orders available per person at 450, a pair of Thunder Launchers for 50-something points, or 40, 50, 48, 52 points, can chuck out more pogs than your opponent's got orders. So, you know, what a classic way of uh, moving your opponent around the table. The final one, slid this in here really, uh, a bit of a last-minute one was basing your opponent's units it will force him to react to do something that he's not expecting and it's something that uh, you know might seem quite minor might might seem quite small but i think it's uh, it's well worth considering